0: Hello, and thanks for checking in at Calmo today. You know, we're in a series on Wonder Women of the Bible, and we're kind of focusing on the accomplishments of these uh, special women and exploring what we can learn from them to improve our lives. And, you know, I'm really excited to share some insight on what we can learn. And so today we're asking the question, are you looking for a special friend? You know one one of those that are, always has your back in any situation the the the, the one that uh, will do anything you ask for even even before you ask and you know maybe you're already fortunate to have uh, one of these special friends or sometimes we call them the best friends forever or our bestie you know I think uh, my friend Lee and myself would probably point to our dogs. You know, we're, we're, we're dog people. And you know, it seems like our dogs love us no matter what dumb things we do, right? And, and all I have to do is start my truck and, and our dogs just go absolutely crazy, absolutely wanting to go for a ride. I don't know why. The, you know, all they do is get in the truck and lay down and sleep. But, but on a more serious note, who is that special friend in your life? You know, many times, you know, first responders and military uh, folks have spent so much time in, in uh, tense situations with, with their teammates there that they have those special bonds. Let's just take a moment and, and, and open up today and, and ask that question. Just think about who is your special friend and then what makes them special? You know, in, in my life, there's, there's one person that comes to mind that's not part of, you know, not a blood relative and, and, and that's my wife, Sandy. You know, she is that special friend for me. And, you know, if you get uh, look beyond the, the romantic part of our relationship, I trust her unconditionally. It, no matter what dumb thing I might do, she's always there for me. Now, <laughs> she might be pointing her finger saying, you dumbhead. But anyway, but she's supportive in any way we can. Well, like I say, we're in this series on Wonder Women of the Bible, and and we're looking at at, uh, some of these exceptional women so we can recognize their special contributions and then kind of learn what lesson they might have for our life. You know, we started out with Deborah. Deborah was a warrior, judge, leader kind of person. And then last week we studied studied Esther, you know, a courageous woman who put her life on the line to save her countrymen. And now this week, we're looking at Mary Magdalene. You know, the funny thing about Mary Magdalene is, is, you know, we know about her, but that's not her name, right? All we know for sure, her name is Mary, and she comes from this town called Magdala. Magdala was a prosperous fishing village on the, on the west bank of the Sea of Galilee. You know, and not only did they catch the fish, but they had this elaborate... Uh, fish processing f- uh, facility that, you know, the archaeological dig people are, are, are finding out. So hear these words. These words come to us from Luke chapter 8. Soon afterwards, Jesus went on through cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, the twelve men disciples were with him, as well as some women who had been cured of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Herod's steward, Chusa, and Susanna and many others, who provided for them out of their resources. Okay, well, we learned several things in this passage. Number one, there were several women accompanying Jesus and the disciples, and these women apparently had some wealth uh, because they were able to support Jesus and his disciples. And then there was Mary of Magdala, you know Luke tells us that Jesus cured her of seven demons. Well, <clears throat> on the surface that just sounds like a lot, but the number 7 in biblical times was a very special number. The the number 7 meant perfect, infinite completeness. And so we can interpret Luke as telling us that Mary was a thoroughly messed up person, right? But whatever her mental challenges were, Jesus cured her completely. And we also learn from this that mary is with jesus from the earliest time of his ministry and so as we move along we see mary active in the life of jesus and so we even come up to the cross and when we get to the cross all but one of the disciples have run away in fear but the women were standing by jesus as he suffered hear these words from the gospel of matthew chapter 27 And then Jesus cried again with a loud voice and breathed his last. Now when the centurion and those with him who were watching over Jesus saw the earthquake and what took place, they were terrified, said, Truly this man was God's son. Many women were there also. They had followed Jesus from Galilee and had provided for him. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Jesus and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. So, we hear that in that, that Mary Magdalene was at the cross as Jesus suffered. And now he's also at the tomb. Hear these words also from Matthew chapter 27. When it was evening, there was a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. So Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn in the rock in that rocky area they they didn't dig holes in the ground they apparently dug their graves in the rock and then he rolled a great stone to the door of the tomb and went away Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there sitting opposite the tomb so let's think about that for just a moment and and reflect on that passage now for anyone who has lost a loved one standing at the grave after the body has been lowered is an emotional time it's I I, I really can't describe it um, but it's 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 an incredible feeling of loss sadness uh, finality um, and so I've noticed that some families want to stay there until the grave is closed and then others prefer to leave you know they they, they, they can't they, they don't they don't want to do that that's have that strain but what we hear is mary magdalene is staying at the grave you know she's hurting from that terrible hole in her soul where jesus was but she is loyal to the bitter end now mary is also the first one at the grave at the beginning of the week now they buried jesus what was the friday evening before their um before their uh, uh, sabbath started and so the day after the sabbath, which is the first day of the week, they scurried off to the grave, right? Now, at this point, Mary doesn't believe in the resurrection, right? She, uh, yet, anyway. You know, she loved Jesus with incredible loyalty and wanted to pay Him her final respects by taking the best care she could of the body. And we learn this from the Gospel of John's chapter 20, Early on the first day of the week when it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. Oops. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where in the world they took off with him. So up to this point, Mary has been one of those special friends for Jesus. She has been through with Him through thick and thin, good times and bad. She has provided support for Jesus and His work. And now she intends to fulfill her final responsibilities as Jesus' best friend forever. But this isn't the end of the story. Jesus has a special reward for Mary, for her loyalty, for her constantly being there with Him. And we hear this incredible news also in the Gospel of John, chapter 20. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and she saw two angels in white. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she didn't recognize Jesus. And Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? What are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, If you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, and she turned and said to him, in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. And so Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord and she told them what all the things that she had said to her so we hear that Mary Magdalene had that ultimate reward of being the first person to see our resurrected Lord and Savior and then to make that incredible announcement to the rest of the disciples Mary's loyalty and devotion to Jesus had I guess prepared or earned or Positioned her for that incredible honor. Now here's another insight that we get from Mary's last insight with Jesus You know Mary just accepted the living Jesus. She didn't ask the 10,000 I'd ask 10,000 questions. Lord, how'd you get here? She didn't ask the 10,000 questions as to the how and the why and all that She just accepted that her best friend and mentor and Savior and Lord was alive He was warm and breathing and she rejoiced in that moment And you know, when we reflect on Mary Magdalene's life, you know, we can see some notable highlights. Mary demonstrated her gratitude for being healed of those seven demons, whatever they were, by following and supporting Jesus. Mary was also always by Jesus' side through good times and bad. And so Jesus could always count on Mary's loyalty and support. And Mary was there even when it appeared that Jesus was dead and gone. You know, he can't help me anymore. He's not there for me anymore. Just take care of this dead body. But Mary was there. And so that leads us up to our discussion questions. What about this story of Mary Magdalene impacts you the most? And then, in what ways are either you or someone you know like Mary? The story of Mary Magdalene is interesting enough, but how can that story help us today? What can we learn from Mary? And there's a couple things we can learn. We can learn about the incredible love of Jesus for all of us. You know, we don't know how our medical experts would classify Mary's seven demons, but we do know that whatever they were, the impact of Jesus' healing for Mary was so dramatic that she followed Jesus constantly being in his presence constantly supporting him and his ministries and so we can gain some level of confidence some assurance from this story that Jesus also loves us in a radical way the next thing we can learn about the power of our relationship with Jesus we learn that our loyalty to Jesus encourages us to grow in relationship with him that relationship that sustains us when the going gets tough and then we learn Don't quit. Jesus does come back, right? Mary was loyal to Jesus right to the end. She thought he died and was gone forever. He's just this dead cold body in the ground. And so in her mind, she was closing the tomb. She wanted to prepare the body, do her last respects, and and call it quits. But then Jesus come back, giving Mary the hope of the resurrection and the assurance that Jesus was our God, our Lord and our savior, the assurance of Jesus radical love for all of us. You know, when we think about today's world, I think we can we can see that Mary's a little bit like a Lions fan. I'm going to pick on the Lions fans for a moment. You know, are there any Lions fans out there? You know, Lions fans are always hoping for a better year next year. You know, it doesn't matter how good or how bad the Lions are doing at the present time. Of course, this is in football season, but it doesn't matter. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how good or how bad the Lions are doing. We're always hoping for tomorrow, right? Next year, next year we'll have a good team. You know, and and the Lions fans are just enthusiastic and vocal about the loyalty to their team, or. Maybe you're a Spartan fan or or a Wolverine fan or, or, heaven forbid, even a Buckeye. You know, they're always loud and enthusiastic, cheering on their team, always having their back of their team. How about your loyalty to Jesus? How vocal and enthusiastic are you for Jesus? Do you love Jesus as much as he loves you? Do you have hope for tomorrow because of that love? And then when the going gets tough are you cheering for Jesus are you cheering for Jesus even through the loss of a loved one a spouse a child a best friend are you cheering still cheering on Jesus like those Lions fans do you have confidence that Jesus has your back that Jesus is coming back for each one of us you know Jesus loves us so much he gives us the promise of a constant companion, an advocate, the Holy Spirit of God, to be with us 24-7. We hear this in the Gospel of John chapter 14. If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He will always be there with you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. You know, Jesus demonstrates his radical love for us. And then he calls for us to love him in return. And that's that two-way relationship, that intimate relationship that our Lord and Savior desires with each one of us. And we see this in the life of Mary Magdalene, and we can feel it in our own lives. So be like that radical Lions fan or or Spartan or or Buckeye, and then cheer for Jesus and his radical love, and pledge your loyalty to the one who always has our back. And that leads us up to our closing discussion questions and that is in what ways can Jesus be your special friend and then the other thing is as we look at the life of Mary Magdalene how can Mary help you to be loyal to Jesus and that brings us up to our prayer challenge and take that five minutes each day and if you're like me you really get distracted but push away the world and take that five minutes And just think about your special friend, whoever they might be, your best friend forever, whatever. And then consider how the story of Mary Magdalene demonstrated absolute loyalty to Jesus. Then ask yourself, how strong is your relationship and loyalty to Jesus, especially when the going gets tough? And again, if you're not sure, I'd love to talk to you about it. But in any case, talk with God. Ask Him to warm your heart with His love and help you grow in relationship with Jesus. But whatever you do, talk with God often. Let Him know what you're struggling with. Let Him know what your joys are, the joy of this beautiful day. I hope you found this message to be helpful. If you think Mary Magdalene is awesome, just put a shout out in the comments to this video. Or if you'd like more information, or if you have some questions, or if you're struggling about this whole issue of Jesus being your special friend, please reach out. I'd love to talk with you. And you can put a comment in the chat box for this post, or you can call or text me at 517-588-8415. Or you can always use the online Calmo Connection Card at calmochurch.org forward slash connect dash with dash Calamo. However you reach out, we'd, we'd love to talk with you. We'd love to be a blessing to you and let us know what you think and now if you would please pray with me dear Heavenly Father we thank you so much for the example of Mary Magdalene to show us what loyalty how loyalty can lead us into relationship with Jesus a deeper relationship and so Lord we pray that you take my words today and that you you change them so that each one of us hears that special message that each one of us needs to hear from you this day. We pray these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. I'm your neighbor, Jerry, pastor at Calmo Church. Have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great and safe Memorial weekend. And bye for now.